Welcome back to the Photo CEO Podcast, where hosts Megan Mondrell and Frederica Gullickson teach you how to build your photo business by listening to your intuition, taking empowered action, and embodying the photo CEO mindset. Hey, Ricky. Truth or dare? Truth. Is it true or false that you struggled with perfectionism in the past? That's the lamest thing I've ever heard, but yes, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that I was trying to be fun by starting no, the podcast awesome. episode. <laughs> Why don't you just tell us a little bit about your experience with perfectionism and when you realized that it probably would be a good idea to maybe kick that thing to the curb? <clears throat> well, I think it's been a thing. Uh Definitely since I definitely since adulthood, for sure, um, like scared of like making a mistake that was always kind of there. Um, but I think when I was younger, I just didn't really care that much. Right. Like I would just do things and, and I would want them to go well, or I would just procrastinate because I was scared that they wouldn't. And so that would give me an out if they didn't go well. Like if I procrastinated say on like a uh, a test or something like that. I would procrastinate studying because, and maybe I was doing this subconsciously where, um, I would procrastinate on that so that when, and if I got a lower grade and it still wasn't that bad, but when, and if I got a lower grade, I knew exactly why rather than studying so hard and still being considered, uh, not good enough, according to the school system, mm-hmm. depending on whatever grade I got back, which so, is huge, by the way, mm-hmm. lots of people don't give a hundred percent because they are afraid that if like that, they will give a hundred percent and they won't accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. And if you don't give a hundred percent, you'll always have a reason as to why you didn't do as well as you thought that you would have, but what is available to you? If you do give a hundred percent, who knows? Well, I think at the most basic level, the thing that's available to you is peace of mind. Mm, And I think that often many people, myself included, are not thinking about that. We're sitting in our heads being like, dang it, I wish I would have done more. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have like given more effort to that thing. Um, But if you just give your best and do your best with what you have, the knowledge that you have, the time that you have, the actions that you can take, the people that you know, if you can just do your best, you, regardless of the outcome, you can rest easy at night knowing that you did your best and there's, you literally left everything on the table and it, the result was just the result. It doesn't necessarily mean anything about you because you actually did everything that you could. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to perfectionism, um, when did you first start to realize that like it not, I don't want to say like, when did you first realize it was a problem, but you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking back to like the early days of my photo business. I think that it really, um, I think after I moved my business to Victoria, where I knew nobody, it became substantially harder to build my business, not having a network of people. When I was in Lethbridge, it was fairly easy to get clients and book jobs because I had a fairly wide network of people that I knew and had had grown to know in the community. Um, so I had that word of mouth to like lean on. But when I moved to Victoria, uh, given the competitive you know nature of photography here, 
and not knowing anyone, it, it really became, I became more fearful about like, you know, what it means when I'm not getting bookings and what it means when other people aren't inviting me or accepting me into, you know, different photo groups or being a part of the photo community in general. Um, I, I don't know if it was like this in Lethbridge, but it felt kind of clicky here when I first came here in terms of that community. So, um, but I think that might've been when it really kicked into high gear, this idea of like wanting everything to look and seem perfect, even when it wasn't, um, just so that I could like keep up with the image that I'm still a photographer and that I am just as good as other people and that I have just as many bookings. And so then it all became around, like, uh, I remember there being a heavy focus on not wanting other people to know that I wasn't getting as much business as I wanted. Right. Or, or paid business. Right. So what I think a lot of times what happens is, is people just start doing free work all the time to make it look like, uh, to make it look like they're in demand uh, compared to other people, um, which could help. It does help in some regard to like build that community of people around you and get that word of mouth going. But um, I think that's really when it kicked into gear was when I was feeling insecure in the community that I was a part of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's huge. It's also like not, useful at all which which is why we're talking about this so yeah the the intro to the episode should have probably been why when you're asked in an interview what your weakness is perfectionism is actually probably the worst answer oh my gosh (laughs) I used to give that answer all the time it's the one that I was taught to use in school like choose a weakness that's actually also a positive so I grew up being like yeah being a perfectionist is a positive um and I also never identified as a perfectionist because I am I thought that being a perfectionist meant that you were like detail oriented and all that kind of stuff, which I'm not, I am like a a tornado. I just, I pass through quickly and sometimes leave a mess behind me. Um, (laughs) So it's something that I've never identified with, with, which is why I think that it's very interesting getting into this business and seeing how many people not only identify with it, but are recognizing that it's not a positive. It is in fact a straight up in most cases, weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very interesting to talk to you, Ricky, um, and, and get to take a peek inside your brain and your experience with it. Um, and so at what point did you really start to realize that it was a negative? What Was there any one experience where you're like, okay, yeah, this is my perfectionism. This isn't that I'm shy. This isn't that, you know, you know whatever other reason you would try to label it as, what made you realize perfectionism? It's got to go. Well, Perfectionism is, and we've talked about this before, uh, if you're a perfectionist, first of all, I think that most people wear it as a badge of honor and think Mm -hmm. that it is a good thing when in actuality it is zapping your energy like nobody believes. If you're not, because if you're not a perfectionist, um, it would, I wonder what the, the relation here would be, but the amount of time that you spend overthinking, let's say to send out an email or to edit a particular image or to get a gallery out or to send an email back to 
a client. Which pause for a second. This is Ricky and I's very different personalities. We were having an in-person meeting and I was sending an email off to someone and and I was like, okay, it's done. She's like, what did it say? And I was like, I don't know. Like it's gone now. It was a form submission. I can't read it now. And she's like, what? And she's like, I would have been reading over that like 17 times. And I was like, I mean, I included our website, what needed to be said. And I don't know, it's done. (laughs) So very different. No, like, yes, much less energy to send something in and have it maybe not be perfect, but also perfect is very individualized. So what you think is a perfect email might not be a perfect email to someone else, but I think that that's a big difference. And it's very true that it it is a big, big time and energy suck for sure. Yeah. And and that I think it, so it's a huge energy suck, which means that you're not getting as many things done in the day. You're not building as many relationships with other people you could be building. You're not putting the work into uh, book more jobs necessarily, because you just get stuck in this loop of like things just never being good enough. Like this, this image that I'm editing, like if I took an image and I'm like, not quite happy with how it came out of camera and I have to do extra editing on it, I would, you know, just look at things too much in detail and it would, it would drive me crazy. Right. Like, and then I would feel bad about myself because, you know, I'm not as good of a photographer as I think I am. And then you like, look at the image two years later and you're like, wow, this is a great image. What was I thinking? Like, it's fine. Um, anyways, so yeah, getting into perfectionism, uh, as, and, and letting go of that, thing that it's like a badge of honor that you call yourself a perfectionist. If that sounds like you, it might be time to like, look in the mirror and think, how is this holding me back in my business? Is my goal to actually build my business or is my goal to look like I have a perfect business to maybe one other person because perfect is subjective. Um, so are you, what I really had to start doing was like in regards to like that email example, Um, I have, even though it might not seem like it, but I have really like cut back on like, okay, having to get every single word right in a sentence, having to sound smart, having to like look professional. And it's just like, boop, 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 type away, send it off. And you know, that's it. And it still, it feels so uncomfortable to do that for me still, but I have to do it because I, I am not willing to give away more energy than is required for such simple tasks like communicating via email or uh, editing or sending off a final gallery or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, or recording a video for stories. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a voice recording. I think that that's a lot of things, something that I've heard a lot of people struggle with as well, where it's like, oh, I didn't say exactly what I had wanted to say. Now I need to do it all over again. Then you're recording something for the fifth time yeah, um, and deleting it each time. I, I like to put in, cause it's still very much a part of my nature to want things to be a certain way and to a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've really had to push myself to adopt this mentality of good enough. And so like, And I'll put rules in place around things like, and not just me, but in this business, you and I have created a rule that with our podcast, for example, it's one and done. We're not going to go back and like re-say something so that we can then spend an hour or two editing afterward. And it's just, no, our conversation is our conversation. Sometimes we say things or, or imply things that we might you know, rethink later on, or that might not be fully what we believe. 
and it just kind of comes out in a certain way, but that's fine. That's just part of it. We're sending it out no matter what, really, Mm -hmm. unless there's like some sort of weird audio malfunction. Right. Um, so that putting those rules and boundaries in place for myself has really helped, um, understanding that perfectionism as a badge of honor is not helpful also really helps. And then adopting and replacing that mentality with a good enough mentality of like, Kate, I don't need to spend more than two minutes on this. So let's just get it done and get it over with and not get into overthinking. Yeah. Uh, I I really liked that. What you said about creating those boundaries with yourself. Uh, And I don't want this to come off in the wrong way by any means, but I think that in doing that, when you are in that like logical state of mind is very helpful because a lot of the times I'm imagining and, and the times that I have gotten into that, like perfectionist spiral, um, it's not necessarily the most logical state. Yeah. It's like Um, straight up fear. Yeah. Yeah. So when you can tie yourself back to that, those boundaries that you did create when you were in a logical frame of mind where you're like, this is all I need to do. I don't need to do this. This is how long it should take. Um, I think that it can help ground you again. Totally. Yeah. Having those. Yeah. Just having the, I, okay. This is the idea that I've been like playing around with recently is this idea of having, um, like rules for yourself standards for your individual person. Yeah. And I don't know if a lot of people are really necessarily thinking about that. Right. So one of my, and we've talked about this before, one of my standards is no gossiping about other people or one of my standards personally that I just don't talk about is that perfectionist thing of good enough. I'm going to send something out as good enough. I'm starting to create these like standards for myself that I don't want to break because they put me out of alignment or they take my energy where it's not necessary. Another standard that I have developed for myself is not putting myself around people um, who drain my energy, right? If, If you're trying to like be a business owner or be a great parent or something like that, you, you really quickly realize like I, my energy is, um, my energy every day is pretty finite, right? I only have so much to give every single day. I am now very protective around what I'm going to allow that zaps that energy. And one of those things is perfectionism. Because if I want to build the business I want to build, and I use this in my photo business days as well, if I want to business build the business that I want to build, how can I remove the things that are holding me back, whether they're external things like other people or my own mentality around what I'm doing? And there's a certain level of personal responsibility that comes into play there of like mm-hmm. knowing yourself and then making actions and making standards for yourself that I don't cross this boundary for myself. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about it before that like personal leadership, um, self-leadership, self-discipline piece, which I think is huge because, uh, and in my books is a form of self-care. You know, you discipline a child, you have rules for a child, you lead a child because you love them and you want them to have the best life possible. Um, And so you, 
should be doing the same thing to yourself, but we've grown up our entire lives. Someone else making the rules for us. Um, you know, someone else making our schedule, somebody else telling us what's, what's good in quotation marks and what's bad. Um, and then when we grow up, it's like, we almost throw it all in the garbage. Cause you're like, ah, ugh, I don't want, ugh, no, I'm free now. I am, you know, and especially being a small business owner. Cause you're like, you know, or an entrepreneur, however you identify as, um, because then you're like, I don't, schedules, all of that old stuff. It's like, you're throwing it away instead of seeing the, the, the flip side to it, which does have a benefit and molding that and shaping that so that it can actually help propel you forwards. Just as you were saying, where like you have rules and disciplines for yourself so that you can be the person that you want to be. Um, but a lot of the time, and I definitely fell victim to that is just the throwing it away and like not thinking about it. Cause you're like, Oh, I don't want any, any confinement I don't want anything that makes me feel like I have um, bars around me. I want to be free. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's an evolution. I think it's an evolution of like learning about yourself and going through that personal growth for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I know I was thinking of the same thing and I'm still in the process of like really letting go of those, um, those rules that were set upon me as a child. Right. Which and for good reason, for example, um, a bedtime some of my friends didn't ever have bedtimes. And I always used to be like, why do I have to like, even up until grade 12, I was, mm-hmm. I had to be in bed by 12 or 10 30 and no later. And ever since then, since I left home, it was like, even up until recently, I've really started to prioritize early sleep, like going to bed early enough and getting good rest now. But up until like maybe six months ago, I would stay up just because I could mm-hmm. until like two in the morning or later, just because I could. And it, it happens subconsciously. You don't even realize it, but you're basically still rebelling as if you would have rebelled as a child mm-hmm. against like the norm of having to like have a bedtime or go to bed early. It's so ridiculous yeah. that you're like still operating from that place of like, I, I am in charge of my life and now I'm going to destroy my life because I'm not taking responsibility <laughs> for the sleep that I need to actually be a functioning human being the next yeah. day. And so I think that, you know, this is maybe a little bit off topic, but I think that it's important to talk about because when you think about it, if we can't have leadership, rules, boundaries, discipline over these things that are, you know, like they're silly, like it's, it's so hard, but also so easy just to make yourself go to bed earlier. Now, if we're applying it to perfectionism, when, you know, you're in a state of fear, you're not in an, a logical frame of mind, there's a lot happening. Imagine how difficult it is to exercise that discipline, self-leadership muscle. Very difficult. So we're mentioning this whole self-leadership piece because it's it's a practice. You mm-hmm. have to practice it when on those silly things where you're like, is this even going to make a difference? Like, let me live my life. It will make a difference. And and maybe it won't make a difference in the sense like maybe you can function fine on five hours of sleep. But that that muscle that you're building through that self-leadership and that discipline of going to bed a little bit earlier will be utilized in areas of your life, such as um, enforcing a boundary with yourself or with your perfectionist nature. Yeah. And I mean, imagine what's possible for you and for your business when you're optimizing yourself. Right. And so in our photo CEO method during um, the habits week, 
we literally, like, I don't know, we talked a little bit about how you can apply that in your photo business, like what different photographer habits you can get into, like, you know, sending direct messages and stuff like that every day and getting to know your community. Um, And we have a very specific way of doing that. But a lot of it actually had to do around personal habits of getting good rest, of making sure to get exercise, making sure to be mindful of the Uh, food you're eating and whether or not it's actually giving you energy, all of those things, everything that has to do with like, is it, is it going to increase my energy or drain my energy unnecessarily? That's kind of like the two questions that you can ask for. And really quickly too, is it going to give me more energy or drain my energy to stay up until 1230 at night and get up at 6am? Or is it going to give me more energy if I go to bed at 1030? Um, is it going to give me more energy to get outside and go for a walk first thing in the morning and get some fresh air and move my body? Is it going to drain it or give energy? So I'm always like, and the perfectionist thing, I mean, I dare you to tell me a time when being a perfectionist has actually been like a well-served decision. Well, and beyond that too, having that silence with yourself, that break from everything happening to even ask yourself that question is an achievement in itself. Because we don't usually allow ourselves any time with ourselves to ask questions like that. Um, And one of the reasons why is because of the perfectionist in you to keep yourself busy as a coping mechanism so that you don't have time to ask yourself questions like that. Um, And so when you are able to just even take a step back and ask yourself those questions, it's really like a huge step in the right direction. Yeah. And I just realize something as you were saying that, um, that really, if you are the type of person who is a perfectionist and you wear that as a badge of honor and you're like, go, 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 go. And you never give yourself that time to question yourself or question, uh, if you're still on track, um, perfectionists don't give them those, that kind of time because then they would have to ask themselves how they're not perfect. Where are they falling short? Um, and they would have to give that attention to that thing, which directly goes against this fear and this need of being considered perfect or highly controlled or like for themselves, um, or coming off in a certain way, right? They're so, we're so consumed with like the identity that other people might think of us as like, how do other people see me? So if I'm not always busy, 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 and like, you know, saying yes to everything and, you know, giving all of my energy away without claiming some for myself, um, they'd be forced, we'd be forced to look at, I'm not perfect. Yeah. And what the heck does that mean for my identity as a perfectionist? Yeah. It means that no matter how hard I tried something and how much energy I give away, um, I'm still not going to measure up. Right. So yeah. it's, it's really interesting to like dive into that. And uh, that's another boundary also, by the way, I was talking about boundaries earlier for myself setting standards. And one of those things is, um, like being okay with like just being human, right. And, and making mistakes and not having to have every letter of my life be exactly right. Yeah. I also heard just as like a little side bit, I just maybe not a side bit, but you could probably speak to this too. The more often you fail, 
and fail forward, the more you are going to be able to build whatever you want to build. Like the people who are the most successful fail the most often. So there is a huge, huge, huge benefit in failing regularly and not trying to take a perfect step every, you know, step of the way to make sure you don't fail. There's, there's lesson in failure. There's rarely lesson in success. Mm, That's good. Lesson in failure, rarely any lesson in success. Yeah. It's a good one. And, And I think that like another thing that really is just drawing back to like into this is, is being comfortable with who you are, like having that sense of trust and love in yourself because it's like oh like what if I fail what if you fail you always have you what if this person you know what what if I what if this person like screws me over what if they do you always have you you'll 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 be good but when you have this underlying uh you know self-hatred or or distrust with yourself or you know all of those that negative relationship with yourself of course you're going to have a negative relationship with your goals and with your work and with your family and with everybody else because if all you know is that like hurt and distrust and and hatred of course you're going to expect other people are going to think that of you of course you're going to twist things that people are are saying or their actions to further support that theory of yourself um and so you know I don't know. I don't know how to wrap that up, but <laughs> there's my thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of wrapping it up, maybe we can wrap up this episode now. If you are someone who is like really stuck, I mean, oh my gosh, that perfectionist badge, that is a strong badge to hold. Uh, really just start to ask yourself how it's serving you. Mm. If it's not serving you, what can you do about that? Are you willing to ask yourself, am I willing to give up being a perfectionist? Am I willing to make mistakes? Am I willing to put things out when they're not perfect, whether it's email or gallery or whatever? And and when you ask those questions, take note of how that feels to you and take note of what, you know, maybe subconscious things are coming up in your head as you're saying that, because that's going to be where the healing is you know if it feels if you feel like a failure when you think of putting something out that isn't completely finished and and there's a voice in your head that's like well then you'll be a failure it's like well hold on come on little voice where are you coming from let's let's deal with that because that's that's the root of 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 everything and so it's not just about you know again, going back to this whole, whole thing where it's not about these steps that we're telling you, you know, like, Oh, you know, create boundaries for yourself. Cool. That'll help. But you also need to, to take note of, of you sit down with you, have a conversation with you and figure out where it's all coming from. Mm -hmm. Do you know, I think that it ultimately comes down to a fear of not being loved and accepted. Yeah. Um, and wanting safety. Mm -hmm. I think that those are some subconscious habits that we all crave and work for and want to preserve above all else. And it just so happens that we go too far with it sometimes. And we are often told to go that far with it, right? Like if you're not getting hundred percent, then why not? If you're not getting a five-star review, then why not? What did you do? Um, and yeah. Just go back and like ask yourself that question and spend some time with yourself. Like Megan was saying, 
-hmm. understand where perfectionism is or is not serving you. And then see if you can adopt a mindset around being good enough and understand that either way you're going to be safe. Yeah. Because you always have that relationship with you. Yeah. Yeah. And people, honestly, people don't like perfect people. So like, I know the people that are the least attractive to me are the ones who always look like they're perfect in everything. And they always have that perfect tone of voice and they have that perfect, perfect thing that they say, and they never ruffle any feathers and there's no spelling mistakes. And there's not even a hair out of place in an image. There's that's not interesting. That's just not interesting. The, the thing that is interesting is watching people like deal with their stuff, show up every day, show up as who they are without that mask most of the time. And like just does their best, just puts their best foot forward without getting into total energy leaks in perfectionism. Anyway, that's it. That's all. That's a wrap. (laughs) Yeah. Just go out there and do your best. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Photo CEO Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the Photo CEO mindset. Business is ultimately a reflection of you. So if you want to grow your photo business, you have to first grow you. We will teach you how to use things like fear, imposter syndrome, and limiting beliefs to your advantage so that you can commit fully to your business. We believe that when you commit fully to your business and your growth, your business will commit fully to you. Your success is absolutely inevitable. So make sure to come back every Tuesday to learn from our mistakes, get inspired and take empowered action that will transform you from photographer to photo CEO.